0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Hello, and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential, Week 17, Picking a Baby Name You Don't Hate. Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and your bump through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points. I'm the Editor-in-Chief at Parents, And speaking of baby names, I have a Leo and an Elijah, but he goes by Eli. And with
2: me today is?
0: I'm Diane Dubrovner. I'm the deputy editor at Parents. And I have an Abby and a Jane. As well as?
2: I'm Gail O'Connor. I'm a senior editor at Parents. And I have a Declan, a Catherine, who we call Katie, and a Fiona. Ooh, I love that
1: Declan. So for week 17, we're going to address the big baby name question. How do you actually pick one that doesn't sound pretentious, that works with your last name, that doesn't make your partner question your sanity or remind you of your nemesis in fourth grade. Yeah, it's harder than it looks. I just wanna say upfront that we were that little family in the hospital where they show up with all the paperwork and they say you have to name your baby Or you'll have to, like, do it later at the Social Security office, which I'm told is a real nightmare, and we were kind of struggling the first time around. But before we really dig in and and we hear your stories and your advice, we're going to start by talking about the size of your baby this week. We're in week 17, and your baby is, this is a very appropriate comparison, the size of a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Or, other ideas, ladies? An avocado. That's healthier. Probably almost as high in in fat, but
2: healthier. (laughs)
0: The same size as a pair of aviator sunglasses. Or half of a Subway
2: sandwich. A stack of $100 bills worthy of a rap video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um, if you want more details on what's going on with your baby this week, be sure to sign up for our daily pregnancy email at parents.com slash pregnancydaily to get the scoop. Coming up in a moment, we'll discuss what goes into choosing that baby name. But first, a word from our
2: sponsor.
1: Okay. Back to the show. So we're going to talk about baby names. At week 17, you're at that point where if you want to find out the baby's sex, you usually can. And some people are finding out now as early as 10 weeks with a blood test. Even if you're waiting until birth to find out one way or the other, you're going to have to name that baby. And there's going to be a lot of other things going on after delivery. So now is a good time to start thinking and talking with your partner about what that name is. Picking a baby's first name feels a little bit like getting a tattoo. Whatever you pick, it's theirs for life, unless, you know, they want to go through painful processes to get it changed later. And you want to avoid that. So much like a tattoo, it's good to have some options to play around with. Maybe, you know, put them on Post-it notes on your mirror so that you can look at it or write them in your fridge or put it in your... uh, your device and and review your list periodically. So what are some areas to consider when, when picking a name? Gail or Diane, did you guys have
2: anywhere you looked especially? I consulted your basic baby name books. I used online sites. I think when you give a baby a name, you give a baby a personality. And there's so much pressure, especially with that first baby name. You don't want to screw it up. So one of the things I did when I was really torn about this name or that is sometimes I would go on Facebook and look up people with the name (laughs) just to get a feel like, you know, what do Aiden's look like? That's smart. Something creepy but smart. It's a little stalkery, (laughs) but... (laughs) (laughs) It's just you alone with your Facebook. Nobody's watching.
0: Diane, what did you do? I definitely remember thinking about all the people I knew in my past with those names. And, you know, it was very easy to to cross names off my list when they made me think of somebody that I didn't want that association with. In my family, it's often a tradition to name children after a relative who's no longer alive, but not the actual name, but the, the letter. So I had about four or six grandparent and great grandparent letters in my mind. And so that was sort of the narrow down, like I was working with A and J and L. And so I would think about names with those letters.
1: I remember we kind of wanted, especially for our first one, a family name. And In my husband's tradition, you don't name after a living relative. So he had a grandfather, Leo, and I had a grandfather, Lee. So it worked out really nice that we named our first child Leo because it sort of honored both grandfathers. And then the middle name... We used another family name, but with a slightly different spelling, just so something could be unique for this poor child. And that worked out well. But we really, we struggled for boy names. I had a list of girl names. I still have girl names available. You know, if anyone wants to reach out, I have some great girl names. <laughs> Whenever I meet Estella, I'm always like, oh, that's the girl name I really wanted to use. But I, I had two boys. And so we've we've exhausted our supply. My mother sent me a genealogy chart, which listed like hundreds of relatives. We have our family history traced back into the early, maybe even the 18th century, but definitely the early 19th century. And there were some crazy names on that list that we considered and dismissed. But some people use pop culture. I am often accused of naming my son after Leonardo DiCaprio, which I did not.
2: When I named my son Declan, that really brought out the Elvis Costello fans, because at the time I had no idea that Declan is this real name. So whenever we were out with him, you know, it always brought out the fans like, oh, Elvis Costello. Yeah. I love that name. What are some tips? Like, what do you have to think about when you're doing it? Well, you definitely
0: need to think about what the initials of the whole name are going to be, right? What's going to be monogrammed on that L.L. Bean backpack? And is that going to be STD or SAT <laughs> or something that you just don't want your for walking around with? That would be unfortunate.
1: (laughs) Sebastian Taylor Davison sounds really good until you think about the fact Ah! that the initials are (laughs) STG.
0: Didn't
1: even think about that. Um, Nicknames, right? We have an Elijah, but he goes by Eli. We Mm -hmm. agreed at the beginning that we were going to call him Eli. But, you know, if you really like Anastasia... But you don't like Anna, don't go there because people are going to shorten that child's name.
0: That's really hard. That ruled out a lot of names for us. I mean, we have an Abigail and she's Abby, and I was happy with both of those names, but there were so many names that I just didn't like the nickname, and so that was like, okay, that one's off the list. Right.
1: Did you guys, with your partners, did you agree? Like, was there any friction?
0: We were in agreement for the most part. With my younger child, I got it in my head that I wanted to name her Jane, and I. Purposely didn't mention that name for quite a while because I wanted some other ones to get eliminated first, and then to be able to come in with that one as the really great one as we
2: got closer to the home stretch, and it
0: worked. And...
1: <laughs> we won't tell Daniel; I he'll know. never listen.
2: He'll never <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> we were we were in agreement on boy names, but we really struggled with girl names, and my husband gravitated towards what I called nun names. I thought that they were just. Super old-fashioned. I felt like he was trying to project on our future daughter, you know, just no Chastity. chance whatsoever, <laughs> right, of her ever having a date. Um, so we we settled somewhere in between. We chose something classic, Catherine. And that worked. But we struggled. I've heard that some couples use a jar
1: and you put your names in a jar and then either person can take the names out of the jar until you're left with. That's cute. I thought that was an interesting Mm -hmm. idea. What's your opinion on baby name stealing? Like if you have a close friend who has a name who's pregnant, you know,
2: or who had just recently had a baby. Yes. Is it okay? I I have a strong opinion on this. I think you do not get to call dibs on baby names. I think that if there is a name that you love and you want to use it, use it. And if there's someone else in the family who already has the name, because I have some experience with this. We have another Catherine in our family who's a few years older. You know, I went to her mom and I said, Dan and I are really struggling with names. We love this name. You know, I I hope that you'll be flattered because we obviously love the name apart because of your daughter. And her daughter was really
1: excited. We have two Elis in my family, and mine is the older Eli and the younger Eli. We just saw him last weekend, and he kind of looks at the older Eli and is excited that there's another Eli and kind of looks up to him. It's very nice. Now, there was a story recently of a couple in Chicago who were thinking about whether they should take an offer of $10,000 from the man's grandparents to give their child the traditional family name of Frank rather than their personal choice, which was Max would you ever let someone Ooh. pay you to change your baby name?
2: Middle name maybe. Yeah, middle names for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I think that's setting a bad precedent you know. with those grandparents. <laughs> I think it would have to be
1: more than $10,000, like fund college maybe and then we can talk. Right. And then the middle name, any tips to picking the middle name? It can't just be your first name rejects, right? Like the middle names right. have to be
2: different. Right. We we used family names for our first two for their middle names. And the third, we just, we just picked Grace, Fiona Grace, because we liked the way it sounded.
1: It does sound good. Mm-hmm.
0: We picked family names also. And actually, it turned out in my quest to name after grandparents and great-grandparents, we ended up naming them after the couple. So it was the the husband and the wife names that they were named after in each case. So it oh, was that's nice. Abigail Rose was named after Abraham and Rose. And then Aww. Jane Lillian was named after Jack and Lillian. So it worked out really well. It does. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Now, I heard Kristen Cavallari recently named her daughter Sailor, and that was a name that she got from someone's dog. Okay. what's? What are some <laughs> other weird places people can get baby
2: names? I actually do know somebody who names their baby the same name as the family dog because they thought that they were done having children. So they got a dog, and they named their dog Molly. Oh, dear. But that was, that was their girl name. And you know, the so father in the back. situation said, you know, we, we can absolutely use the name. And, and the mom eventually said, all right, why not?
1: I've heard people naming their children after the city in which the child was
0: conceived. We thought that was an interesting idea. I just had dinner with friends who told us that they went to this restaurant in Amsterdam when she was pregnant that they loved. It was called Olivier's. And so they gave their son Oliver as a middle name because they just loved this restaurant.
1: It's a good thing it wasn't named Beer Garden. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would have been embarrassing. So another tip from our troops back at Parents, make sure that you talk about how you're going to spell the name. One of our coworkers and her husband picked a name, but they didn't talk about how it was going to be spelled, their son's middle name. And so I guess mom was nursing or sleeping, and the husband filled out the paperwork at the hospital, and he chose a different spelling than she would have liked. And now, hello, they're stuck with it. So have you guys picked a name already? Or are you waiting to meet the baby first? Tweet us the details at Parents Magazine with the hashtag Pregnancy Confidential. This week's Relax, You Got This is all about baby showers. Or should we say, relax, they've got this. Since this is really the one thing in the run-up to having a baby that you don't need to worry about. Unless you want to worry about it. And there is a growing trend for some control freaks. I'm sorry, not control freaks. They're not control freaks. Organized mamas-to-be to to throw their own shindig. But it's common to have the shower a little later on in your pregnancy, around the end of the second trimester or the beginning of the third trimester. But now is a good time to think about who do you want to throw this party. Common etiquette says the person you choose shouldn't be a part of the family, which I did not know. But I guess it's like... In the old days, it would have seemed too much like a family member was asking for gifts on your behalf. Mm. So you're supposed to get a friend. But honestly, like pick whoever you want and throw it yourself if you want to. While we're talking about breaking the rules with baby showers, another trend is you can ditch the women-only tradition You know, excluding your partner when you open up these little onesies and these special gifts feels a little like you're excluding him from using the onesies and the diapers and the diaper cream and those little nail clippers and that snot sucker and all that other stuff you get. And you really need his help or her help. So if this is your second or or third or whatever pregnancy, you can still have a shower. I don't care what Miss Manner says. You can have one. Sometimes it's called a sprinkle because it's not a big deluge of gifts the way the first baby shower is. While you don't have to plan the shower, you can lay some ground rules to your party planner. Even if it's like, don't you don't
2: want a surprise because you're afraid your water's going to break. <laughs>
1: so, did you guys have a baby shower?
2: I did. My friend Audrey threw me a beautiful garden baby shower for my first. It was so lovely. And for my second, my my mother-in-law threw me a shower and I was a little embarrassed because it was my second. And I thought, oh, gosh, do people think I put her up to this, that I'm being greedy and, and I'm looking for more gifts. And it wasn't like that at all. And now that I'm on the other side and I'm done having babies, I think every baby deserves a shower. Or at least a sprinkle. Yeah. It's fine. And if anybody has their nose out of joint about it, they don't have to come. That's right. And everybody else gets to celebrate. You know, there are just so few things in life to just celebrate like this, a new baby. So why not?
0: Even the opportunity to have all of your favorite friends and relatives in a room together, because you're going to be at the beginning of your baby's life, secluded a little bit and not having as much time to be with your favorite people as much as you did before. So it's really nice to have that opportunity. I did have two showers. My girls were spaced pretty far apart, so I really did need some new baby gear. If your best friend doesn't volunteer, is it cool to ask?
2: I think so. I mean, hopefully you don't have to ask. Hopefully somebody wants to throw one for you, but... You know, people are in different situations. You might be living far from family or your best friend if you've just moved. I think it's whatever you want to do. Did you open gifts in front of people? That's kind of a something that's debated also. Yes, I think I did. I did. And I, it was harder for me the second time because I was, I was delivering the end of June. It was like the hottest June on record. And it was near the end of my pregnancy. And it was so hot. And I actually, I felt sorry for my guests because they had to watch me sweating opening gift <laughs> after gift. I remember feeling like, is this ever going to end? You know, and you have to seem grateful and happy. But I know at some point somebody handed me a tissue. That's how bad it was. Well, like the wipe a my friend brow. who's got really good air conditioning in her right,
0: home. Right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> right. I do, as a shower guest, love when they open the gifts because I take pleasure in seeing all the cute stuff, you know, right. especially, I will say, when people go, off of the registry and they just go rogue and buy like cute clothes. Right. And you see those great handmade things that people open. Yeah. Handmade blankets, knitted blankets and stuff like that. I used to
0: go really practical. I guess I used to sometimes get two things and I would always get New Moms, a big pack of cloth diapers because I found that that was really the most helpful item that I had with my first child. They're just very versatile, not to diaper the baby, but but they're just general rags to Mm -hmm. clean up and to put under the baby. Mm -hmm. And they're just this really soft cotton pieces of fabric. And you would be surprised how many things you can use them for. And if you're not planning
1: to use cloth diapers for the baby, you probably wouldn't think to register. So that's a great idea. What if your
2: partner's sort of like not into the whole girl party thing. It's cute when the dad-to-be shows up near the end of the party. That's always sweet. But I don't know. I don't really like the co-ed baby shower thing. Yeah. I feel like they're women-only domains. You can do fun things with the guys, but if you're going to have a co-ed shower, keep your expectations low. And if not all the men in the family respond or want to be there, don't be offended. hmm you know, they're probably from another generation where they were never invited to such a thing. And either way, serve mocktails. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> so if you're wondering what to put on your baby registry for that shower that someone is hopefully planning for you right now, tune in to Week 20 of Pregnancy Confidential on your podcast app. That's it for Pregnancy Confidential. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parents Magazine, or Instagram at mm -hmm, Parents Magazine. And if you like the show, be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave us a rating or comment whenever you subscribe. It helps other people discover the show. Unlike other podcasts, you don't need to wait a week for the next episode. If you want a sneak peek of the weeks ahead, you can listen right now.